how's everybody going? You guys good? Hey, kia ora. Welcome to Cornerstone Church, Austin. Uh, my name is Dre. My wife Hannah and I, we lead Cornerstone Church with an awesome team. And it is good to see you guys today. Okay, so uh, we've got something a little different for you today. Uh, it is a sermon, but it's, let's call it a sermonette. Um, but it is really uh, the vision that uh, myself and uh, the elders and the trustees um, have been given from God, really. We, we believe we've heard from God over the last six months, and we have a direction that we feel we're heading in. Um, so I'm going to pray, and then we're going to do some uh, sort of vision casting this morning. Uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you that you have a plan and a purpose for each of us. You do, Lord, have a plan and a purpose for each of us. In this kingdom, in this world, in our marriages, in our workplace, in our church, in the community, Father, you have a plan and a purpose for us. Holy Spirit, today we pray that you'd be speaking to us, revealing to us where we are, where we fit into this. In Jesus' name, amen. Cool. All right. Hey, um, I was talking to a pastor just this week, actually, and we were talking about um, what is, as a pastor, what is my role? What is his role? What are our roles as pastors? Um, and I thought, you know what, because we've got kids in the room, what I thought I'd do, this is completely unscripted, so we'll see how we go. Isaac, you know I'm a pastor. What does daddy do as a pastor? Tells people about God and like leads a church and um, um. It's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I thought he was going to say, huh? Has he got one? Did you have something, Luca? No, he doesn't. Okay. Um, I thought he was going to say Dre has lots of coffees, which wouldn't be incorrect. Um. And we were talking about what is our role. And, you know, there's lots of roles. Um, We are pastoral care people. We lead teams. We do this. We do that. But we were just talking about what is the bare bones of our role. And we were just saying how we both agreed to simplify it was simply this, that our role as pastors, as leaders, is to create and facilitate the creation of environments of people building in their relationship with Jesus. Right? We, we are here to create environments where people meet Jesus or grow or build in their faith in Jesus. So whether it's someone for the very first time hearing Jesus and hearing the gospel and responding to it, to it or being a Christian for 45 years, you know, that you're growing and that you're building in your faith. This is, this is our role. This is what we've got to do, create an environment. Now, here's the thing. I don't have to do that. It's part of my role and uh, Pastor Linden's role to create environments where people can create environments for people to grow and understand and meet Jesus. So we were kind of reflecting on that. And for the last six months, we've been thinking about um, putting words to who we are. A couple of years ago, I was talking to another pastor, and he said, Dre, uh, what is your vision statement, your passion statement? What are your core values as a church? And I went, um, oh, we haven't got any yet. Pretty much exactly like that. And uh, he said, well, how long have you been a pastor at that church for? And I was like, oh, no. Um, 
I don't know why I talk like this. Um, I was 13 at the time. <laughs> no. And I, and I just said, oh, look, a couple of years. And he said, well, that makes sense. He said, sometimes it takes two or three years or four years to really understand who, who you guys are being called to be, where you are going, all of that sort of stuff. And so we've been thinking about that. And what we've found over the last six months or so is a need within our people, within our uh, different ministries, of having a really clear goal and a really clear picture about where we're heading and who we are and those sorts of things. And, you know, you might have heard me say about the difference between vision and culture. Uh, Culture will eat vision for breakfast every day of the week. You can write something on the wall, you know, like Cornerstone Church, blah, blah, blah. You can write something on the wall, but that doesn't mean it's in the hearts and minds of all. Right? It's just something written on the wall. So your culture is what's there right now, and your vision is where you want to go. I was in a church a few years ago, or some years ago now, and we were stuck in a bit of a spot. And I remember our pastor writing all these things that he wanted us to be and look like, uh, like um, you know, thinking outside of the box, youth and young adult um, focused, uh, that we are um, incredibly relational, uh, that we would be um, on the forefront of new ideas and all this other stuff. And we had this stuff written on the wall, and it was great. It was his response to saying, look, um, we're not where we want to be. Let's put this on the wall. But the problem is nothing was ever done with it. It was just on the wall. And just because it's on the wall doesn't mean it's in the hearts and minds of all. And so it ended up after a while just being awkward and we had to take them down because there was nowhere near who we were two, three years later. And here's where I think the, the, the step was missed. It's got to be simple. It's got to be clear. And everybody has to be on board. Everybody's got to go, yep, that makes sense. That's who we are. And so when we're going to talk about this thing today, um, I reckon three of them, because we've got these five core things, these core values, um, I think three of them we nail. We do really well. But here's the thing about things you do really well at. Can you slip out of doing something really well? Sure can. You absolutely can. So we need to continue doing that well. And there's a two, so those things I would say are cultural things that we're really good at. Then there's a couple of other things in that group that I would say, we're, it's a stretch for us. We've really got to move towards that. Now, all of these three things, yep, we need to grow and sometimes we drop the ball. But here's these other two things that are a vision. Because I think if you just name all the things you are, there's no plan for the future. You've already achieved it. So it's a stretch. It's a growth thing. So um, we've got the kids in uh, the service today, so I'm going to get them to do a couple of things for me during the service, um, and we might get them to stand up and do some star jumps and get some blood pumping around their bodies at some point. But um, I'm going to kick off really shortly, and to keep you guys listening, I am going to make a false statement. Sorry, it's not a religious false statement. It's not heresy. But I'm going to make a cultural statement that is false. Now, what I want you to do is grab your right hand with your right hand. How do you do that? No, just hold, have your right hand on your, on your leg. And then this is your false meter. When you hear the false statement, I want you to do this. Can you guys practice with me? Um, I go to the gym every day. <laughs> I felt like I was Michael Jackson there for a second. I was like, <laughs> come on. Okay, right. <clears throat> Moving on. Uh, so you hear a false statement. What do you do? 
Right. Good work. Okay. Um, there is only one false statement. So if I make a, <laughs> a theological statement and start, people start putting up their hands, I'll know I'm going down the wrong road. Hey, um, I've got some helpers um, today. Uh, and I'm going to get those guys up in a second. But there is some scripture. So if you've got your Bibles, I'm reading from ESV just because it's my big print Bible and it's really easy for me to read. Um, but grab your phones, grab your Bibles, and I want you to go to Matthew 16, 18. This is our key scripture for what it is we're talking about. It's a famous piece of scripture. It's something that you might be aware of, um, depending on how much of your Bible you've read, which is totally fine. Matthew sixteen eighteen. I'm going to read this one, and then I've got some scriptures later, which I'm going to get some kids to read out for us. Are we all there? Verse 18. And I tell you, you are Peter. This is Jesus talking to Peter, one of his disciples. So, and I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom and heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Can you guys say loosed in heaven? Woo, awesome. So that has been resonating in me over the Christmas break. This whole idea that Jesus says, I will build my church. And I've had this really like clear revelation that it is not my job to build Cornerstone Church. It is not Pastor Lyndon's job. It's not Nicky's. It's not Justin's. It's not Warren's. Jesus said he will build his church. We do have a role in that building and that, that structuring around the kingdom of God and structuring churches, absolutely. But it isn't our job to build the church. Jesus said he will bring the people in. And you know, for someone in my position, let's be honest, I find that quite reassuring and quite um, freedom-giving because it takes the pressure off. I go, Jesus, as long as I'm following after you and I'm looking after your people, providing atmospheres for people to meet you, you said you will build your church. And so I love that idea. So are you guys ready for us to kick off um, the, uh, the, the vision statement? Are you guys ready? Cool. What we're going to do is we're going to give you guys something to look at, okay? So can I have uh, Foreman Linden and his team uh, please come up? This is Linden. Everyone say hi, Linden. It's Bryce and Nikki and Georgia. You know, as we – I'll give you guys a second. Yeah, as we build this 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 kingdom, as we build this church, um, what do you think – it's not a trick question, but what do you think the foundation of this is? What do you think the foundation of any church obviously should be? Jesus, absolutely 100%. So it ain't a trick question, but Jesus is our foundation. And um, what we're going to do, so we were sitting around um, as elders, and we were talking about this vision statement, and we came up with this word, uh, grow. And we were just saying how, you know, you look around, and I'm not throwing stones at anybody or any denomination, but you all here know churches or have seen churches closed down over the last 20, 30, 40, 50 years. You all know them. And I think one of the big reasons is people unwilling, being unwilling to grow, 
being unwilling to change. Would you agree? You know, say, looking back and saying, man, it was really good the way it was. Let's reproduce that. But how many people know what your rear vision mirror is for when you're looking back? It's occasionally to look back to make sure you're going the right track, to make sure things in the past that you have already passed aren't going to come up behind you. But what happens if you drive looking in the rear vision mirror? <laughs> Boom. <laughs> and so what our big core value was this idea of growing. And then we looked at our name and we thought, Cornerstone, what are you saying here, Lord? And we didn't feel right about it. And we realized that God was speaking to us about this word building. And the irony is, is that at some point, hopefully in the next season, we're going to be building a church. But that isn't what we're talking about today. We're talking about this building the kingdom of God, building the structure that is Cornerstone Church. So if we could get the first piece um, the foundation of who we are is Jesus. And we, are, we want to keep the main thing the main thing. And that is that Jesus is our center, that we will never um, come away from that, that we will never uh, be confused or be distracted by anything else, that Jesus is who we're here for, that Jesus died for our sins, died for the sins of our neighbors, and that we are here for Christ. So... It's Jason. Everyone say, hi, Jason. (laughs) Awesome. This is our foundation. It's solid. It's strong. It ain't going anywhere. This is our foundation of our building in Cornerstone that is found in Jesus. Could I have uh, Ross come up, please? And if you guys could go to your Bibles um, and look at 1 Corinthians, I think it's 12, 1 Corinthians 12, 7 to 11. I'm going to find it for you, Ross. So, if we could have our first thing. So this is what we have come up with. We've come up with these five key things as far as Cornerstone goes. I was just thinking, you know, you might be here today as a guest, and you're thinking, this probably doesn't relate to me because you're talking to your people. I I really think it does. I think it's for everybody. Um, And I think, thank you very much, Jason. And I think that it is... Awesome. I think that uh, it gives you a really clear picture of who we are. So our first, so we're going to call these columns. There's five cornerstone columns. The five columns of cornerstone that build this thing. The first one is presence. Can everyone say presence? The Holy Spirit. Okay, Ross, there you go. If you could read that for me. Thank you. So each is giving the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit of the Spirit, the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by the one and the same Spirit who apportions each one individually as he wills. Thank you, Ross. That's great. So the presence, the Holy Spirit. We want to be a church that chases after the Holy Spirit. We're a church. We're a Pentecostal church. Now, what that means is it doesn't necessarily mean that we are. We have to look like this. But what it does mean is that we value and we put the Holy Spirit uh, in a place where He can communicate, speak, and express Himself uh, in our church. 
Um, it doesn't have to be happy clappy. It doesn't have to be sh- hanging from chandeliers, which would be dangerous in this room. Um, but it, what we are saying is that we are led by the Holy Spirit. I, I, I remember a couple of years ago, a friend of mine saying, hey, look, come to this conference in Alabama. Uh, come to Alabama. And I can't say that and not go Alabama. Um, <laughs> sorry, Americans. Sorry, I apologize. <laughs> She's like, that's how they talk. That's true. Fact. So we were going to that place. Uh, and, and well, they were going to that place, and it was this conference um, that was all about how to grow your church and how to, you know, all the different bits and pieces. And I remember just feeling this conviction that I wouldn't go and just saying, you know, the Holy Spirit knows how He wants to build His church. No issues with how they do it, and it would probably work. But why not go to the Holy Spirit? Why don't go to God who's telling us how we want to do things? God, uh, the Holy Spirit is God's presence here on earth. So, as, a, as an eldership, as, as pastors, we value the Holy Spirit's leading. Yesterday when we were doing um, some planning for the year to come, the first question was, please pray. Please ask the Holy Spirit what he's saying about this ministry or this event or this activity. So we value the things of the Holy Spirit. That's our first cornerstone column um, that we are a Pentecostal church, that we love Jesus, we want to express him. We want to see... Um, the gifts of the Spirit present in this church. And we want to see the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, goodness, self-control. Might have missed one. But we want to see those present on all of us. Okay? That's our first one. Can I please have the second one up? So cornerstone column number two. Community. Can I have Isaac up, please? I'll find his scripture. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone laid down his life for all his friends. Awesome. So that was John 15, verse 12. That there is a community within... When we say community, we're not just saying community as in the wider community, but this community of believers. We're also saying that community is something that we're really passionate about. This is something we want to see us move into. We want to be known in the community. I have this vision for Cornerstone that in some years in the future, you could ask anyone in Rolleston or Selwyn, but let's start with Rolleston. You could ask anyone in Rolleston and say, hey, have you ever heard of Cornerstone Church? And they would say, oh, Cornerstone, yeah, that's the church that mows my auntie's lawns. Or that's the church that does the Alpha Course. Or that's the church that does this event. Or that's the church that you can go to for food. Or that's the church uh, that my sister goes to and she loves it. I, would, I have a vision. Warren asked me uh, several months ago in a prayer meeting what, my, what God had on my heart around community transformation. And it was this, that the boundaries, the the clear boundary between what is Cornerstone and what is Rolleston would be less and less as time goes on. What does that picture look like? I'm not 100% sure, but that's what I felt like God had in my heart. That community would come to us, we would go to the community, and that we would have a focus, that people would know that we are a community that loves its people, not just in talk, but in walk, in practice. So we've got presence, we've got community. And can we have the third 
Uh, Cornerstone column up, please. And our third scripture is uh, 1 Corinthians 2, 1-5. 1 Corinthians 2, 1-5. Authentic. Everybody say authentic. Okay, this is a little bit longer. And I, when I came to you, brothers, I did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. For I decided to know nothing amongst you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. And my speech and my message were not implausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of power, uh, sorry, of spirit and the power, so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. I think authenticity is something that a lot of people who have come to our church have said, um, oh, I really love your authenticity. The funny thing about authenticity is it's different. Being authentic is different for one faith community as it is for another. So we want to be who God has called us to be. Um, I want to be a pastor that you can come to my house on a Wednesday morning and see pretty much the same guy you see up here. Hilarious. Good looking. (laughs) What? Oh, you got your car. I'm so offended. I see what you did there. That was good. You guys are funny. (laughs) Okay. That was good. That was unexpected. (laughs) Um, So I would hope that you would see the same. Now, here's the thing. In the same breath, I would also say I am not perfect. That I get angry at my kids. I get frustrated when I can't see and read things. I get angry at different situations. Um, I'm not any better or different, and I know that Pastor Lyndon is the same. He struggles, and we want to be authentic about who we are. The other thing is, look, you know, it's not, again, it's not flinging stones at any other person or any other denomination, but we're a church that we, we really value people over procedure or process um, or those sorts of things. People come first. Those things that are help love people, but you know, production and performance, those things are there to help. But we really believe for, on our hearts that it's people, people, people. It's reaching people for Jesus. It's building the community of God uh, with people that Jesus loves. And so we want to be authentic to that. We want to be authentic. So you're probably not going to see, you know, Elliot on a massive stage with a six-necked um, guitar and, uh, you know, huge big smoke machines and all that sort of stuff. Sorry, Elliot. He's, your, your budget request this year has been denied. <laughs> Again, not throwing stones. It's just not what we feel is on our heart. and We want to be authentic to that. So we've got presence, community, authenticity, to be authentic. These are core values about who we are. And so can we have the fourth one up, please? All right, and I think I'm going to have Tristan coming up and speaking from uh, John 13, 34. Everyone say hi, Tristan. A new com- commandment I, can, I give you to, 
I give to you that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. Great. Awesome. Thanks, Tristan. Give him a round of applause. One of the other things that, got, that people say about us a lot is that we're very friendly and relational. Now, that's something that we can let slip if we don't. You know, I was talking the other day about being relational. And I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Many of you won't know this, but I'm a little bit of an introvert. I know, right? Jazz hands. <laughs> but <laughs> I am actually a little bit of an introvert. The way that I recharge is probably away from people. I might have told the story once. We had a really busy Sunday. I think we did like Sunday morning. We had an event Sunday afternoon. And we had church coming up on Sunday night. And Hannah and I on the couch like this. And I was like, man, I'm wasted. And she's like, yeah, me too. I'm so tired. And we're like, what should we do? And I, in one breath, I said, let's have a lay down and like listen to some music by ourselves. Like, I'll go in the spare room, you go in there. And Hannah's like, let's get lots of people around. And I was like, you're weird. And she was like, you're weird. <laughs> so I'm a little bit of an introvert. And so going into situations where I don't really know a whole lot of people, I get a little bit like uneasy and a little bit like awkward. Is anyone else with me on that? Or is it just me? Oh, look, I see those hands. So I feel a little bit awkward in that situation. So with that being said, uh, we do this thing called Connect Five at church. And often I have to come up and do prep and other bits and pieces, but I will try and talk to people. And guess what? It is not about you, but I feel a little awkward and I feel a little uncomfortable. But I do it because I love people. And we're a church that values relationship. And so we will continue to do Connect Five. Because we value relationship and we want to take five minutes just to connect with someone, right? And I know there's people that find it awkward like me, but my, 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 my push towards you, my, my, my heartfelt plea would be keep on doing it. And if you're an introvert, often I'll say, hey, introverts, just sit there and an extrovert will come find you. <laughs> and so you could just sit there and they'll come and say hello and that's fine. But that's why we do it, because we're a relational community. The other thing about having one of these as our core values, as one of our columns of cornerstone, is that we are relational Christians. We have a relationship with Jesus. We don't just do religion. What do you need for a relationship? You need time. You need um, uh, experience. You need, you need time with that person. And it's the same with Jesus. Spending time in his word, spending time in prayer and worship and those things. We are a relational community. And last one, can I have the beam up, please? And I think we've got Aldu, and we're going to do Luke 8, 14 to 15. This is our last piece of scripture. And it's growing. All right, you're there, and then just turn the page. And as what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear, but as they go on there, Way they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. As for that, in good soil are those who, hearing the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart, and bear fruit with patience. Let's give him a round of applause. It's scripture is basically saying that um, where, a good, where a seed will fall in good soil, it will grow. 
Are you ready for a hard statement? Okay, deep breath. Remember that I love you and everything's going to be okay. If you are not growing, you're either dying or dead. Is it not the truth? If you are not growing, you're on your way to dying or you're dead. In the natural, that's true. And in the supernatural, that's true. My heart would be, I, my, I've told you this before, but the thing that gets me out of the bed, out of bed in the morning is seeing people grow and seeing people build in their lives. That's why I love our leadership development program, our CLDP, because I see these people developing over time and it excites me. And so we are a church that's growing. We're a church that's willing to be flexible. We're a church that's willing to do things differently if the Holy Spirit requires it of us. Now, by the mere fact of having that up there, we have to understand that things are flexible. Maybe in a few years we'll add another um, another. Uh, column. I was going to call them pillars, like the five pillars of Cornerstone, but then someone reminded me there's like the five pillars of Islam, and I was like, awkward. <laughs> so the five uh, columns of Cornerstone, growing. That is one of our core things. So we've got this structure that's being built. It's solid in Jesus. It ain't going anywhere. It's not being moved. And uh, who likes this so far? We've got these five columns, but we have a statement we want to make as well. Can I have the builders come up and we'll uh, get that started? So the statement um, that we're going to make is this, is that Cornerstone is a growing, building community of people. We're building community. We're building people. We want to build our community. We want our community, Rolleston and Selwyn, to go, man, this church is doing something in the community. They're not just stagnant. Stagnant water dies. So we're building this thing, and on these five columns, we have a very, very simple sentence, and it's this. Cornerstone Church Rolleston is simply building people, building communities. It's very simple. It's not overly hard, but we think it really clarifies what it is our mission statement is. So these guys are going to build that. They're going to put that up, and I love it. And so we... <laughs> Cornerstone Church, Rolleston, building people, building communities. Who likes that? I think that's pretty cool. Now, here's the thing. <clears throat> the thing about this is this building people, building communities, this whole thing, it's only done by me. It's only done by Lyndon. What? Good work. Well done, Justin. I think you were first. There's the false thing. Am I putting that up by myself? I'm not even doing anything. I'm a gr- I should have thought this through with this. That's all right. <laughs> like a good leader, I've, I'm, uh, what's the word? Delegating. It takes a group of people to build a great church. It takes a group of people to do it. Let's give these guys a big round of applause, eh? It takes older people with wisdom. It takes younger people with enthusiasm. It takes guys built like Jason and myself. <laughs> hey, you only had one. You don't get to just throw them out willy-nilly. 
No, that's awesome. It's not just a one-person job. It's all of us. So what I'd like to do, can I get, uh, we've got some cards for you, um, and I'm going to give this pile to Joni. And is there a pile over there too? Cool. Um, can I have all of the kids come to either one of these three ladies, and you can hand out these cards to everybody in the church, please. All the kids come up, grab about three or four cards, and go give them to people. Thanks, kids. Can we give a big round of applause to our kids who have been great during the service? Okay, you go hand, out to people. hand out the cards, everyone. Awesome. There's some pens flying around too. And there's a question there for you. Good work. Well done, kids. High five a kid if they give you one. Awesome. What I want to do is, can I just have some like worship music in the background for a second, please? Um, who is up there? Andrew. Right, do we have any more? What I want you to do is I want you to take one minute, if you've got a pen or you need a pen, wave your hand in the air, and I want you to have a think of these five columns of cornerstone. You can write them down on the little white bit there. And there's a question for you. If you're a couple, you could write two down at, at once if you're sharing one. But this just isn't something for you to look at. This isn't just some cool thing. This is us. This is who we are. And so we need to engage with it. We need to stretch ourselves and be willing to grow. So answer these questions. You have a strength in this church. Like Lyndon said, you have a dream. Maybe you are really good at community. And you're like, I'm really good at community. But you know what? I don't like to grow. Maybe that's something I could grow in. Maybe that's something I could um, ask someone to help me with. You have 30 seconds. There's some uh, reflections on those five things on the back page. Worship team up too, please. Alright, I'm going to steal an idea from Lyndon. Get out your phone. Why don't you take a photo? You can even put it as your screensaver if you wish. Why don't you take a photo? This is a picture I hope that will stay with you. Feel free, come through. <laughs> awesome. Grab a photo. Yeah. Ben, I really feel like you just stand in the gap for us. It's just... Ben's like, I'll be in the photos, I don't mind. 
走咯，喂，大队。Hey, stand to your feet, please. Cornerstone Rolleston, building people, building communities. We value presence, community. We're authentic, we're relational, and we are growing. Amen. If you lead a ministry, this is an endpoint. This is something that you can aim for. As a church community, we're going to be pushing towards these things. And when you ask the question, "Why are we doing this?" It should be because it falls through the lens of this. Every single one of you, whether this is your church or not, you have something to contribute to the kingdom of God. And if you come here, if this is your fano, if this is your family, every one of you can be a part of this. Who who's excited about seeing the boundaries of Cornerstone and Selwyn pretty much gone? Think of that. We've got people everywhere. They come to us for help. We're just immersed. We've got social workers. We've got community support workers. We've got community coming to us for help. I'm excited. That's a church that I want to be a part of, let alone lead. It is an exciting vision, and we totally feel, we totally believe, this is God's heart for us. It's very simple. It's quite authentic. You know, it's not flash. It's straight up. It's building something. Jesus will build His church, but each one of us can contribute to one of these columns. So my question for you is: What is it? What is it that you can bring? Can you serve the greater community? Can you serve in Cornerstone? Can you, maybe, if you're an older couple that's been through some stuff? Why don't you get a younger couple under your wing and show them what an authentic marriage looks like, warts and all? Can you push into the presence of God? Could you lead by example by pushing into the presence of God? When you take a step, others step with you. I think I'm going to leave it there. Thanks, Washington.